Hey Lovemakers, it's me Cora. I'm so sorry about getting this episode out a little bit later. I had a family wedding this weekend, open bar, things got a little bit crazy. Long story short, I spent most of the weekend getting three of my cousins out of jail. Um, they are out now, back with their kids and their jobs. But I was just running back and forth with the bail bondsmen to the jail, the bank. It was a whole to do. So now I'm just sitting back in my bathtub having a soak. And um, can you hear can you hear this? This is my this is a music box that I decoupaged myself. It is playing Masquerade from Phantom of the Opera. And if you don't know, um, Phantom of the Opera is the shit. Let me just put it this way. Phantom of the Opera was my 20s. I know all the words. I've seen the Vegas version. I have seen the Branson version. I, I just love that show and that story and that world so much. And through a lot of my late 20s, I was making these music boxes. I would decoupage them with phantom images or phantom-esque images like red brocade or a mask or a corset, a bustier type corset and I'd sell them on eBay and I did a thriving business for a while until I got a cease and desist letter from Andrew Lloyd Webber's lawyers. So it's actually framed on my living room wall. It's a prized possession of mine because it is you know, it's from his lawyers, so he could have touched it. I, I, I don't know. I, it is a, a prized, prized possession. And as are these music boxes, the ones that I could not sell after I got the season desist, they are all over my house, and I have about four of them in this bathroom. And I just like to open them up and just listen as I soak and think about Christine, Die, and, and music and lace and glamour and ghosts. And it's just... It means a lot to me. So I'm relaxing. We're going to have a wonderful relaxing time this episode. And let's just go right on and take one of your calls. Uh, hi, Cora. Uh, my name is Annie. I'm calling from Tucson. Um, I, I have a delicate question. Um, relates to, you know, friendships and best friendships. I was in Dallas on a business trip a couple of weeks ago. And I had a really good business meeting. I really killed it. And I wanted to, you know, get laid that night. So I went up to my hotel room and I got on Tinder and was searching for a, you know, a guy who was DTF. And my best friend's fiance came up on Tinder. Obviously, he was in Dallas for some sort of business as well. Um, and uh, I don't think she knows that he was on Tinder in Dallas. And um, my first question is, you know, should I tell her that, that I kind of caught him? And uh, my second question is, should I tell her that we actually, we actually, we actually hooked up? I mean, it's the, the passion between the two of us, the, the unspoken sexual tension between me and my best friend's fiance is just completely, completely overwhelming. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I, I just, I just don't know what to do. I would absolutely choose him over her. Uh, but, um, our parents live two houses down from each other in the house, uh, the, sorry, in the town we grew up in. And I, I'm just afraid of, you know, starting the gossip mill back home. So 
any advice you have on this would, would be fantastic. Thank you so much. I really look forward to your advice on this. Bye. You are a very, very lucky girl. I have listened to this call about three times because it's more entertaining than anything I can find on the Netflix. And I hope you appreciate that you are living in a movie. You are living the romantic comedy dream. I mean, pinch yourself because you're going you're gonna to look back on this as the best time of your life. Um, if I were lucky enough to be you in this situation, I would wait for the wedding. I would just let the wedding take place as planned. I would let your friend get you know her dress together and her plans together. That's so much fun. You know, don't be don't be a Debbie Downer. I would wait for the whole wedding, you know. Try to have trysts with this man. See if you can fit in a few uh, impromptu dates. Maybe go for a cocoa and a roll in the hay, you know, just stuff stuff that makes him really wonder if he's making the right choice and and then on the wedding day when the pastor says, does anyone have any reason why these two should not be wed? You stand up, just like in a movie, and you'd say, yeah, because he's been fucking me these last nine months. And then, bang, movie script ending. I mean, everyone at the wedding, is no one's going to blame you because he is going to come down the aisle, wrap you in his arms, giant kiss, roll credits. I mean, I can't wait. I wish you would invite me, girl. It's going to be maybe the best day of your life. So work towards that. Work towards your movie script ending at your best friend's wedding and just start letting go of that friendship because it's probably not going to last after you ruin her wedding day. But what does? Please do not leave us hanging. Call back. Let us know how it goes. I wish you all the best. Blessed be. Yeah. Hey there, Cora. This is Mitch from Brooklyn. Give me your call. Uh, I've got a problem involving uh, my uh, best girl. She got in my car and she uh, she bled all over the place. She just bled out. Okay, she's uh, she's uh, left left her mind, as they say. Now uh, my wife not excited about this. Uh, she said some things to me. She said it at a cup of coffee we were having. She said she said uh, you you did a lot of trouble, guy. And I said to her, I'm like, hey, whoa, hey, uh, hey, lady, come on now. The uh, the blood on the seat is uh, from, uh, you know, uh, a fight I got in or whatever at a bar. She doesn't believe that for a second. So I need to figure out, Cora, with maybe your help, how do I patch things up with Sandra here? Because uh, right now she's pretty keen uh, that my girlfriend left all that blood in the car. All right. So uh, give me a call. We'll have a cup of coffee. You know, Mitch... You're not going to believe me when I say this, but the answer is right under your nose. Literally right under your nose if you were to be leaning over your back seat over the vicinity of this stain. Because if you have the Menzies blood of your mistress, um, you can use that to make a charm for your wife that will make her more accepting of a possible um, polyamorous configuration to your relationship. And when I listen to this call, I hear... I hear a man who's not being open about his needs, that he has a best girl, he has a wife, and they're not aware of each other. And I think it's time you brought her into your circle, um, prep your wife with a charm made of menstrual blood that you can perhaps wet dry vac, 
out of your seats. Dried is fine. Uh, you can put it in a glass vial. You can introduce it into her foods. You can sprinkle it in her pillow. I mean, just go go on the internet. Go on Craigslist.com if you want the help of a witch or a medium. Once she is prepped, once she is ready to accept um, a moon sister, then you bring you bring that your best girl through and and. Bada bang, bada boom, you no longer have to account for mysterious stains of any nature. Now, if this is not menstrual blood, if this is a, a vein or cardiovascular sort of blood and you have gotten involved in some violence against your mistress, then I'm really not prepared to advise you on uh, murder. So, I would simply ask that you make peace with yourself turn yourself over to the authorities. But if not, Good luck. Do let us know how it goes. Blessed be. Uh, yes, uh, hi, Cora. My name is um, Stephen, and uh, I've been a long-time caller and listener. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call back, I think, because I feel like if you put that on the radio, I'm going to sound like an idiot. And, uh, God, I really don't need that on top of the rest of the day I've been having. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, well... Okay, um, I guess I could just go with my question. Um, well, I was um, I was recently uh, camping out with some of my boys, and um, I think we stumbled upon some sort of a burial ground, some sort of Indian burial. I don't know. There was a lot of um, arrowheads and a lot of turquoise. I think it was Indian. Anyway... Um, that was about two weeks ago, and, uh, now, I can't seem to get an erection, and my wife is really upset, and, um, I don't know if I want to, you know, medicate or something like that, but, um, I don't know if it's related. <sighs> Just any of your advice, if there's like a hex or something on my, my dick, I don't know. Um, any help would be great, appreciate it, um, and, um. Talk about that mix up at the beginning. Uh, just you know, it's been it's been rough. Okay, bye. Okay, I'm gonna guess that you're calling from the southwest because I heard silver, I heard turquoise, and I heard dick hex. And if there's one thing I can tell you for certain about our beautiful southwest, it is that it is a succubus heavy area that pulls upon the sexual virilities of men from age. 17 to 77 and wields them in legions of ghost lovers that come out and pleasure women in this astral plane. Now, let me walk it back and get a little more specific. When you and your boys went to this ancient Indian burial ground, your machismo, your mojo, your uh, manly erection powers were temporarily borrowed by the ghosts of the ancient warriors buried in that nexus. Um, they are using your sexual energies to pleasure the lonely maidens of your village. So basically any single woman in your hometown right now is getting nightly visitors from astral lovers, ghostly lovers, and being pleasured. So I know right now you probably feel a lot of shame. You probably feel like you're not your most virile. Actually, your powers are... Um, 
satisfying possibly hundreds of women every night living all around you. They could be your co-workers, they could be your colleagues, they could be your relatives. I mean, don't focus on it too much, but do know that you are more virile now than ever. Now, if you want to get your sexual energies back, that's a very easy process. It's a couple shamanic beverages and a little bit of incense, and I have a wonderful shaman named Willis who I'm more than happy to hook you up with. He um, He's a wonderful man. I actually dated him for a very long time, and sexual energies are what he summons. Let's put it that way. So I will text you his information offline, and just don't sweat it, okay? Your best days are ahead of you, and your best nights are happening right now, believe it or not. So blessed be. I'll text you Willis's information and tell him I said hi. Um, love makers, I think that's just about it for us tonight. I am just melted into a puddle in this tub. It smells like Calgon seashell foam. I love it. So please, if you have a lonely friend or a troubled friend, if they want to call in, the number is 213-973-2157. Calling out to all you lonely hearts or just people who want to make a little more love, that's 213-973-2157. Call Cora and I will make your love dreams come true. Blessed be.